Welcome to the glass ceiling on 99.3 Nigeria Info. This show happens on Hard Facts every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Today, we're discussing a subject that is uh, quite controversial in Nigeria, even though it shouldn't be. I'm talking about marital rape. Marital rape or spousal rape is the act of sexual intercourse with one's spouse without the spouse's consent it's as simple as that it's as simple as that it's rape in a marriage forced or coerced sex without consent but in this case the rapist is married to the person that is being raped so you ask yourself, why is there a controversy about this? Why is the rape of one human being by another seen by some in our society as tolerable or even not rape at all simply because they are married to each other? What can and should be done to sensitize Nigerians about this form of violence? and to protect women and men from it. I'm not under the glass ceiling alone today. I am joined in the studio by women who are working hard to advocate for the equal treatment of women. So I have with me, first off, uh, Miss Lolo Cynthia. And uh, she is an activist. She is the founder of Lolo Talks Inc. Hello, Lolo. Good to have you on the show. Hello, Sandra. Okay. So Lolo is the first guest who's made it. I'm guessing the other guests are on their way, probably in traffic. I'm expecting uh, Jekeng. She was here last week. She's a lawyer. Mm. And uh, I'm also expecting Nena Matago, who is... Um, who is uh, a logistics analyst uh, later uh, later on we will also be joined on the phone by a survivor of marital rape who will be sharing her experiences with us the phone lines will also be open for more than just her because i want to hear from you as well are you a survivor of marital rape i want to hear your story why do you think marital rape occurs i want to hear your opinions what do you think can be done to stop it do you think it shouldn't or should be stopped? Do you believe that what we are calling marital rape is not rape at all? And you want to calling and tell us your reasons? You'll be allowed to do that eventually. When our phone lines will be open, I'll give you the uh, numbers later on in the show. And you can call with all of those um, um opinions that you have but let's start with our studio guests so according to the un when it comes to laws about marital rape there are three categories of countries okay. the first country the first category uh countries that explicitly <coughs> exempt spouses so their rape laws define it as forced sexual intercourse outside of marriage mm -hmm. or state that marriage is a defense to a rape charge Remember when Turkey was going to do that and it caused quite the outcry. Mm -hmm. Number two category, countries that explicitly criminalize the act. So their rape laws state that marriage is not a defense to a rape charge or they have a specific crime of marital rape or they expressly state that someone can be charged with the rape of their other spouse. Mm -hmm. Number three, countries where the rape laws are silent either way on marital rape so they don't say that oh you can marry your rapist and then it's not rape they don't say that oh it is rape you can rape your wife or mm -hmm. your husband they are just silent on the matter so i'm 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 curious what you think i mean i know what nigeria is but i'd like to hear what uh, lola cynthia thinks under which of these categories does Nigeria fall? I mean, of course, Nigeria falls basically in the first category mm. because even when you look at the criminal code, am I, is my voice audible enough? Uh, no, I, I don't <coughs> need to. Sorry, touch, even when touch you your belly button so that it will increase. Because <laughs> <laughs> even when you look at the criminal code and the penal code, there is no law there that justifies that you know marital rape can be 
seen as a crime under our law. So, and mm. it, it's something that is quite sad because even under the traditional law, it seems like a bizarre topic to even have people say marital rape. What does that even mean? Mm. So I believe that if we have this conversation and talk about rape without attaching it to a significant thing like a relationship because mm. people believe by the time you go into a relationship mm. then of course it eliminates any force when it comes to sexual intercourse because mm. it's your duty as your part as the partner of that person mm. to give into that demand mm. so i think that's one of the reason why a lot of you know will i say a lot of uh dilemma mm. come up when we talk about marital rape here in nigeria all right so you can also watch this uh, uh conversation on facebook and twitter by the way twitter is nigeria info fm facebook is also nigeria info fm and we are just joined right now by the lawyer on our panel today jekeng lano uh no oh. sorry Lato Una. <laughs> Hello, Jekeng. Hi, guys. Uh, good to have you on the show. Thank I'm you. glad you were able to join Hi. us. Hello. So I, I just uh, started. This is Lola Cynthia. And Lola Cynthia, this is Jekeng. Uh, mm-hmm. So I started the show by um, explaining that the UN says that uh, as far as laws and marital rape is concerned, there are three categories of countries. So countries that are uh, that explicitly exempt spouses. So their rape laws define it as forced um, sexual intercourse course outside of marriage and then countries that explicitly criminalize the act so their rape law states that marriage is not a defense to a rape charge uh, or they have a specific crime of marital rape or they expressly state that someone can be charged um, with the rape of of their spouse and then we have countries where the rape laws are silent either ways on marital rape mm-hmm. and I, I was asking Lola where she thought Nigeria fell under okay so the for Nigeria, it's it's silent. Okay. It's silent. Okay. You can actually prosecute your husband. You can press charges, mm. but many people don't know that. Oh. Really? You can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I mean, I I figure that Nigeria is one of the countries that the law specifically says yeah. that sex between husband and wife cannot be raped. Yes, I know. But most of those laws are obsolete. People don't know that. Oh. Mm. Do you understand? Okay. So when you get to court. They'll tell you. Oh, but people okay. don't know their rights. People don't know all these things. There's no updates. We don't have any database. We don't, we don't have any, um, what do you call it, uh, information um, sites mm. where people can go and find information about their rights. Mm. So, so updated so, laws, things like that. So, so, so that means that when we say marital rape is not a crime in Nigeria, it's purely a question of uh, judicial interpretation of the law. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That makes me happy. That makes you me very actually happy. can. <laughs> you actually can. Okay. And I'm. If you, have you heard of FIDA? Yes, mm-hmm. I have. Exactly. Mm. They, 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 they've, they've done work on that. They've, they've prosecuted for that. But yeah, but, but let me ask the lawyer again. This refusal of our laws and courts to view marital rape as a crime, does it stem from the common law that we inherited from the British? Because in my research, I've seen that many countries that use common law interpreted marital rape by default as acceptable. And they had to change this with yeah. legislation. So mm-hmm. is that what's going on with us over here? The thing is... It's obsolete in the court, but nobody is going to change. Nobody's going to amend it. They're not going to amend it. Why because not? It's also, as Nigerians, we're cultural people. Hmm. Do you understand? Okay. If our culture doesn't believe in rape, it's going to be hard to incorporate it into law, like write it down and let it be like an actual thing. That's the problem. That's the problem we've been having. Okay, so there's a legal argument I have heard that marriage that marriage is <clears throat> a contract, and one of the rights guaranteed by the contract yeah. is conjugal rights. Mm-hmm. They say this is why denial of conjugal rights is grounds for divorce. So they, these people therefore ask, how can claiming one's contractually guaranteed conjugal rights be seen as a crime? Usually, when when people um, press charges for marital rape, it mm. also comes with domestic violence. So they go hand in hand. Oh. Nine out of ten times, if your husband is physically abusing you, he's mm. most likely raping you. Huh. So they go hand in hand. Huh. But what if the uh, the case is just focused on the rape and there is no domestic violence? Because I think many people seem to think that they have to accompany each other. But I think that's also what causes this dilemma when people but rape think is about a, rape. But, but rape is a, is a form no, of violence. No, I'm talking about physical violence. Oh. Yeah, you know, because that's what people like to associate it with. But sometimes rape is not physically violent. There are other ways at which people yes, can rape. Yes, but in marriage, hmm. that is one of the instances where you are able to actually take it to court. Hmm. 
if it's just rape or oh, I my husband is always telling me oh let's have sex you know I'm tired I just got back from work you know and he just put pins me down it's hard okay most most of the cases that you know they press charges for go hand in hand with domestic violence okay mm-hmm. let, let's 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 step out of the courtroom and go into the streets hmm? I'm sure that we have all heard or seen people men and women who defend or justify marital rape what reasons do you hear them give i'll start i'll start with you lola cynthia i mean the first is the fact that people believe under marriage you own each other's bodies which is uh. a, a huge problem okay then we also have people who bring in the conversation of be, uh, bride price ah. that i you know i've paid for her consent 100 percent anytime mm. i wanted because okay. we, you know i've done that right mm. so those are the two main issues that people have when it comes to you know marriage rape because on the marriage like like we're justifying and the talking about it in the law where they mm. say it's part of my rights mm-hmm. as we're married people believe it is their right mm. as the husband to have sex whenever they want and i think it goes both ways as well yeah that or women the wife also, believe uh, the, the, as exactly. my husband exactly. I, you should give me sex whenever Ex- I want exactly alright so so are there other ones that you've heard as well Jeff pretty Hane? much it so, you know that the bride price is the most common one ah okay you know, I paid so, the bride price I own you so, so for a lot of people the, the bride price is not symbolical for, for them it is part of an actual transaction that's why you hear someone say a woman where well, I don't pay mm. for her head she yeah. go she go do as I talk mm-hmm. have you so, asked them how much they pay <laughs> <laughs> the idea here the idea here I mean for someone who's listening to Nigerian matters for the first time so let me explain the idea here is that he has bought her from her father and then some people have also given religion as a reason. Yeah. I mean, in Christianity, for instance, the Bible says a wife cannot deny her body to her husband. Yeah. We hear this all the time. I noticed um, that uh, most of the people who quote it forget to quote the second part, which says a man can't deny his wife either. And then you also have some people, some, some, another reason that people also share is uh, the breadwinner. So women who have no economic or financial options, mm-hmm. uh, who are wholly dependent on their husbands, they don't have mon- their own, they don't have their own money, they don't have their own job, no source <laughs> of income, and they depend on their own husbands for the upkeep, uh, upkeep of themselves and their children. They're more likely to tolerate cruelty and violence from their husbands, mm-hmm. and in turn, a lot of men have been raised to see marriage as a transaction. So they provide material things and they're entitled to sex so you have these conversations with young men even because we also have intimate partner rape mm-hmm. and so you have these conversations with young men as well and the young man will tell you after i don't spend money on top of her head now she no one give me that kind of mm-hmm. thing so let's look at this thing from let's look at it perhaps from a human rights angle so we have um the, we we have this fact that sexual consent rests on the right of every human being to control their body. Mm-hmm. If as a society we're condoning marital rape, we're saying that people, especially women, do not have total rights over their bodies. Of course, we see that same denial of rights with other issues like abortion, but that's a conversation yeah. for another, another day. day. So, mm-hmm. so I ask, what is the reason that... Society is so reluctant to accept this our right over our own bodies, checking. Uh-huh. They don't respect us. You know, to them we're we're beneath them. That's just the truth. We're beneath men. That is how they see women. Hmm. Do you understand? So it's like some men. Most men. It's not even some, because the average man thinks that way. So when you're talking about the average man, is most. Do you agree, Lola Cynthia? I mean, there's an element of truth in it if we're going to be completely honest. Okay. But I think there are levels to the disrespect that men do, you know, for women. Hmm. The thing is this, when it comes to, like you said, they do not respect, so that's definitely one huge issue there. But again, people have such a warped idea of what rape should constitute or what rape entails. Hmm. That even someone who coerces maybe his girlfriend or someone, you know, a girl that he's like to have sex with, hmm. doesn't know that he has raped the girl. Hmm. He believes that, you know, rape comes with someone dragging the girl from the bush and pinning her down. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about rape, I think it's always best to actually expand the, you know, the, the narrative. The narrative. Yeah, but that's 
the conversation we'll have on a different day. Yeah. Today, I'm asking, why do you think society is so reluctant to accept that women have a right over their own bodies men even have a right over their own bodies why do you think that's happening i mean i do think it's obviously disrespect that's one okay and i think a lot of this is going to go like a little bit deep mm. but i believe that a lot of men are still kind of ashamed of their desires okay. that it's easier for them to pass the responsibility of you know holding those urges to a woman so when they control your bodies they mm. tell you that you are the one responsible for the way i feel mm. so that's another level of i don't want to use the word disrespect but there's another level of making objectifying us mm. not humanizing who we are and saying okay maybe this is something that's happening because i have feelings for this person so that's a reverse psychology is one way I believe boys have been conditioned to disrespect women's bodies and autonomy. Okay, we're going to come back to conditioning, but let's talk a bit more about the idea of bride price and the concept of a woman as property. So Mm. first she belongs to her father, then she belongs to her husband. How much do you think this is contributing to marital rape? How can the idea that women are property be tackled effectively? First of all, I mean you have to start with scrapping my uh what do you call it bride price ah you're one of those yeah actually funny enough in, in my household mm. you know in our own clan mm. we don't pay bride price anymore oh and my father doesn't accept it anymore oh i'm from ika agbo delta state okay Utopo village we don't do that anymore ah because you hear people justifying beating their wives you know saying things like oh but i paid bride price now and so how does that so that means you should beat her because what she's a goat or what exactly she's my, a human being just my like property. you she's not your property she's a human being you know different from you You guys are just married together having kids together that's it probably in love but that is that is all you guys are human beings you're not one person you don't own her you have never owned her you will never own her you know the whole concept of bride price contributes to domestic violence and um, other other um, forms of violence that women face. Funny enough, the UN entity for gender equality and mm-hmm. the empowerment of women, that's the UN Women, recommended the abolition uh, the abolition of giving bride prize because of its rampant use to justify violence against women. What's your take on this, uh, Lolo Cynthia? I mean, I understand why people would justify the abolition of bride prize, and it does make sense because a lot of people have used it to justify it. Mm. But I think it is something. Thing. I think it's a symbolic thing. Okay. And the fact that there are people who are using that to their own advantage mm. is the problem. Mm. And also the way that the parents of these girls or the community members take advantage of that symbolism is mm. a problem. Okay. When the father demands three or four, five million, mm. that's an outright trade. No, but even if you pay five million, does that give you a right to treat? No, it doesn't like give anyone a right to treat anyone like property. But mm. it definitely contributes to that idea that I, I suffered so hard to make up this money mm. to get your father to give you to Therefore, me. I should rape exactly. You and be true definitely that is one um, mentality that contributes to the sport someone who is going to rape someone who is going to beat is going to do it whether they paid bright price or not or not so do you think it should be scrapped bright price I would not say under the law. I think it's something that it's an individual choice. I do not care for it personally, mm. but mm. I understand the symbolic, you know, symbolism of it. That's okay. What I say. Uh, uh, let's go back uh, to the concept of financial provision, uh, making some men feel that they have full sexual entitlement. You have this with uh, boyfriends. You have this with random men who are checking you. You have this with husbands as well. Isn't that the same? Um, um, concept that we see leading to date rape, even uh, yeah. uh, jacking. It's, it's, it's exactly the same thing, you mm. know. For for men, boys, you mm. know, are, are raised to see women as things that they can acquire. So they spend money on you here and there, you know. You hear people saying things like, "Oh, I paid for her movie tickets. I bought her shawarma. How much is shawarma for God's sake?" One five. It's very painful. It's it's painful that you think because you bought me something worth 1500 you mm. feel you have access to my body. And society condones it. You even hear, because of conditioning, you even hear some women saying, ah, now she's, she's opposed. I'm like, what does that even mean? Mm. So both men and women have been conditioned into thinking that, you know, once money is involved, if the man wants sex, give it to him. 
um, so 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 we've all seen we've all seen the reasons why non-consensual sex in marriage is rape period there's no framing it as something no. less mm-hmm. severe uh something less vile we've all also seen the factors that are making people unlook this rampant f- uh, form of rape but on the glass ceiling we're all about progress and solutions so the next question has to be what can be done to protect women in particular and Nigerians in general from marital rape. What measures can we take, Lolo Sincere? Hmm. I think first we actually need to enlighten people on what marital rape is. Many mm. people don't even know they're being raped. Mm. So many women just assume that it's part of the deal. It's part of the law. It's part of the law. It's, you know, me and my husband, my friend who is complaining, that means it's probably normal. And they mm. pass that mentality down to their daughters as well. Mm. So the first thing is to begin to create, sensitize the public about okay. this issue. Mm-hmm. Then we can begin to push for it to be recognized. Like you said, update this site for people to know that there is a way that you can push for these cases. Because even if you go to the police office, the officers would laugh. The attitudes of the, the uh, correctional officers Officers, there needs to change. You can't go to the police and report, and they shame you for reporting. So mm. I think that this is like a holistic approach where there are different things that we can put into place. Mm. To so ensure. first step is have conversations like this on the radio. Yeah. Yes. Enlightenment, you know. I think sensitization, and it's not even about um, uh, sensitizing the police force mm. or civil defense. It needs to be revamped you know they need to take out all those people because what are you enlightening them what are you sensitize those men mm. when cases are brought to them they're not going to remember what you taught them <laughs> it's ingrained mm. i'm telling you mm. these are these are old men who know that they've grown up that way mm. whatever you tell them forget that you don't understand even when i have cases and i go to to the gender i want to ask for the gender office mm. maybe in a place i'm not familiar with they're telling me that oh no i can't go there that what case is it Mm. It's rape. Mm. Uh, no, there's nobody on seat. They know that it's bad. They don't want you to report it. Wow. I'm telling you. Wow. So it's not about sensitizing the civil defense. You can sensitize the women on their rights, you know, try to talk to men. But the civil defense, civil defense, mm. revamp. Okay, let's take a quick break. Come back. And when we return, we'll be talking to Ogene Karushi, is a survivor of marital rape. I want to hear her story, as I am sure you do too. I want to hear how she was able to deal with the very sordid situation that she found herself in. I am Sandra Ezekos. They have Jekeng and Lola Singthia on the show with me this evening is 27 minutes past four you're listening to 99.3 nigeria info and this is the glass ceiling more news and information coming up we'll be back in a moment Welcome back to the glass ceiling. I am Sandra Ezekwesele, and uh, this is 99.3 Nigeria Info. We're trying to get in touch right now with our guest uh, who will be on the phone and sharing her story. Uh, she is Ogene Karo and she is a nutritionist. And we're discussing a subject that is quite controversial in Nigeria, even though it shouldn't be. I'm talking about marital rape. Uh, marital rape or spousal rape is the act of sexual intercourse with one's spouse without consent. Hello, Gene Karo. Hi. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Let me first of all um, say that I am terribly sorry about what happened to you and I am seriously glad that you came out of that stronger. <laughs> Yeah. But I'd like to Thank hear you. your story. Uh, I haven't heard it. The people who are listening to us right now haven't heard it either. So please tell us your story. Uh, okay. So um, we got married five months. We um, we actually did not have sex before we got married. You know, I'd never had sex before. We had, but we agreed not to have sex. And then when we finally got married. I realized that he likes rough sex 
and a month after he was getting upset that he wasn't getting what he wanted and he began to beat me up for any reason at all so i moved out of the main room to the guest room and that's how it started he i used to lock the door he would break the door and then come in and have his way with me basically uh, for, for how long did it keep uh keep on happening until i got pregnant okay and after you had your baby did it continue well i moved out while i was pregnant because he was beating me up still so i moved out i had a child and the child died so <clears throat> i'm sorry i'm terribly sorry yeah thank you um what justifications did your husband give um, i remember the first time that he tried to um have sex with me forcefully he would say that um i paid your bride price i think that was like the main thing he used to say i paid your bride price i paid your bride price he would chant that a lot and then have his way did you tell anybody while this was going on was anyone else aware did they, did they try to help no i didn't particularly tell any, i didn't tell anyone that i was being raped by my husband i mean i was so ashamed to say that but i told people that he was beating me up i mean it was quite obvious so yes i told people and yes they were very helpful my family members my siblings strangers on social media i mean i reached out to people and they gave me numbers before and yes everyone was very helpful uh, uh, i would like to ask i mean for someone who survived this and who seems to be doing well for herself what would be your advice to anyone finding themselves in your old shoes please just leave i mean do not agree if he comes and says sorry which he will and do it again just leave because you are saving your life i almost died I mean, it's a very long story. I almost died. Just leave and reach out to people. Do not be ashamed. Tell everyone what's happening with you because we have this mindset of, oh, don't, um, what's the word, lay out your destinies and stuff. Tell everybody what's happening. Yeah, that's my advice. Okay, thank you so much for your courage in speaking to us, Ogene Karo. And thank you for, for surviving in every way. Uh, All right. Thank you. All right, enjoy your day, ma'am. You too, All right, thank you so much. Ladies, we heard Organe Caro. What, uh, I, I, I would like to start with you, Lola <laughs> Singfia. Your thoughts on her story? I mean, it's quite tragic, but if you've listened and heard so many um, domestic violence stories, so many stories of, you know, married to rape, they all have the same template. It's usually the same thing. The man is physically violent. If maybe before they even got into marriage, everything seemed perfect. And after marriage, the fact that the man said he has paid it bright price, like she, she said, he kept mentioning that now he felt like he had a right to do those things that maybe he wanted to do before they got married. Who knows? So it's just really difficult to keep hearing these stories every single day and having women believe that maybe one day things are going to change but just like she said the only the only advice they can give you is to leave it doesn't get better it to leave because worse. your husband is raping you yeah i mean some people will listen right now and tell you i come on man some people are listening right now and they're like come on man that's uh, not a problem uh, um i'm um, jacking uh connected me to uh organe caro uh, jacken helped her facilitate her divorce so so jacken talk to me about i mean you have ex you you know the backstory talk to me about uh, this this particular situation <sighs> where do i even start from so the first thing we did was to link her up with the lagos response team okay and uh, oh i'm tired of them you're tired I'm of I'm, I am tired of them you know we, we I mean it's we, we have to applaud people for for the work that they do okay but we all we must also call them out when they they misbehave okay so the domestic violence response team I sent I sent her to them hmm. and they told them that they can they, they called him in for counseling they okay. said they should work out their issues I threw it fits because what do you mean by work out? I mean, this this is your job, okay? Why are you telling them to work out their issues? I don't understand. I'm telling you. And they called him in for counseling. 
By the time they got back home, he beat her again. How dare you? So they actually made her situation worse. Mm-hmm. They know better <coughs> than that. Mm. So what do you mean by counseling? What does counseling mean? Someone is committing a crime. Several crimes even. Because beating she, you're beating her while she's pregnant. <laughs> so, I mean, I said, like I said, it's, it's, it's a culture. So regardless of the, 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 the parts that certain... Um, government um, agencies have to play in this and the work that they've been doing so far, they also misbehave. <sighs> it took us a while to get our justice because they kept suggesting counseling, counseling. We don't want divorce, counseling. I, 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 don't, I wonder if the shame that comes with divorce in the society is not one of the, the, the you know, the fires, one of the fuel that, you know, leads this fire up because when you think about it, like a lot of women, like you said, who would want to leave your marriage because of rape? You would rather be a divorcee, in quote, Nigeria, because there's more stigma associated with being a divorcee than actually staying in a, in a marriage where you're being raped every single day. It's better to be a divorcee than to be dead. I think that I think the problem is that we don't see rape as the big disaster that mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. We don't see the violation of someone's rights over their own body mm-hmm. as a disaster that it is. And that's why uh that's why we think, oh come on, I just smarting. No be just rape you go rape you. And it's it's truly heartbreaking. We have comments on Facebook. Mata Jesus says, first of all, you must define what marital rape is before asking why it occurs and how it can be stopped. Because, like, seriously, majority of us still don't know or understand what you mean by marital rape. Marital rape, Miss Mata Jesus or Mr. Mata Jesus, is when a husband or wife has sex with their husband or wife when the husband or wife does not want to have sex with the husband or wife. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. I am married to Mr. A. Mr. A doesn't want to have sex, but I want to have sex. And I'll say, Nalayo, you must have sex with me and I have my way with him. Even though he has said no and he has said, no, don't have sex with me. The same thing Mr. A is married to me. Mr. A says, I want to have sex. I tell Mr. A, no, me, I don't want to have sex. I'm tired. I'm not in the mood. I've had a long day. I did a lot of work with the children. I'm just coming back from work. I had a terrible day. Whatever my reason, I'm just not in the mood, period. You know, I'm pregnant. I'm seeing my period. Whatever is the reason I'm giving, I give it. I don't want to have sex. Mr. A says, what do you mean by that? Come on, come here. And spread your leg and have sex with you. That is marital rape. It's rape that occurs in a marriage if you listen to the beginning of the show i explained what it meant it's rape that happens within the the i want to say uh uh sacred uh uh, territory institution Mm -hmm. of a marriage the person doing the raping is not a stranger is not an armed robber is not a friend is not an uncle it is your husband or your wife Mm. And today, I'm asking, and I need us to return to the law for a little bit. The law is our greatest protection, Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. How do we go about building enough support for the changing of our criminal code to recognize rape within a marriage as a crime? That's, that's for the legislators to do, mm. you know, it's not like people we aren't got we got the legislators to give us a not too young to run bill yeah. you know when it favors them or you know when they, when when it comes to sexual violence mm. politicians try to shy away from that they don't because most of them are guilty of all these things <laughs> of course that's the truth nobody wants to be associated with something that they can use to attack them much later on mm. so where do we start from inclusivity you know people who actually experience these things we need them in power hmm. i mean because of how people are going to receive it it might be hard for them but hmm. when you have so many women at that level you can't say that at least five of them will not be willing to push that bill how about you everything what do you think is interconnected what do you think we need to do lola sings here in regards to the law or in regards to it in general in regards to the law 
I like that you say inclusivity, but I wonder how long that's going to take us. So even when we talk about it in regards to the law, I know you'd say that sensitization is not going to do anything because it's deeply ingrained with their subconscious. But I think that's literally our best bet. Mm. Going to these places and sensitizing them. Like you said, DSVRT called in a, a rapist and says they want to counsel them. If there is a gap like that already in the system, pushing it in the law, what difference you know, would it make if the people that are actually meant to persecute are not doing what they're meant to do? So I think sensitization goes a really long way even in regards to the law and trying to find allies i know the legislature we have people in power who do not want to pass this bill because like you said many of them are guilty but i want to believe that there are ways that we can negotiate there are ways that we can lobby and there are ways that we can find allies yeah to push this this is 2019 Hmm. we've been doing this since 1990 Hmm. it's been a while For, exa- I, for example, okay, let me let me use Makoko. Makoko is the postal community for NGOs. Yeah. You know, the sensitization that has been done there can last them a hundred years, mm-hmm. but there's no progress. Mm. And why is that? The community leaders, the stakeholders, they don't even believe in what we're doing. Are we talking at them? Is that the problem? Are we talking at them? I'm saying everything is. I mean, these people are LG chairmans. You know. At the, at, the, at the ground level. Hmm. So if those people are not even, they don't even care about the issues, sexual violence, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to push it up. Hmm. Do you understand? So that's why I said inclusivity matters because once women are at the forefront of these things, mm-hmm. you know, women are where they're making decisions, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. It's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. But it's important that we have women at these positions because most most women have experienced one form of harassment or sexual violence or the other. Mm-hmm. It's important that we have women at these levels. And then before you know it, it was going to be hard. It's going to take some time because mm-hmm. it's still going to be a male-dominated um, field. Mm-hmm. But it will be done. Because these men are not fighting for us. <laughs> and I just want... Sorry. No. I just want to say, um, I know men are going to be asking how... Or men and women are going to be asking how um, women can can rape their husbands. So we had a case. This man, he, he, he works offshore. Mm. Every time he comes back home, mm. his wife will drug him. And he's going to be, you know, standing all through and she's going to have her way. He'll be in pain, but mm-hmm. there's nothing he can do about it. And oh he, he kept going on for long until he started falling sick. Oh, my goodness. So people don't know that women can do these things too, but they are capable of it as well. And it happens more than we think. Yeah. We have a day, yeah, yeah, or Lua Shegun on... Um, on our Facebook page, and he says nothing like marital rape. You guys, please. After a woman's uh, been paid, after we've paid her bride price, what kinds of excuses are you going to give to your husband? We have a day <laughs> saying that on um, Facebook. Huh. Federal and state lawmakers are seeking re-election next month. It's going to be a good idea for all of us to ask those who are looking for our votes what they plan to do about making marital rape marital rape illegal i know that someone's like oh god that's not the most important thing facing people but again that's because we do not realize how much of a disaster rape actually is you want to join the conversation i am pretty sure so please get in touch when you call us today i want to hear from you what are your thoughts on marital rape are you a survivor of marital rape i want you to call us and tell us your story why do you think marital rape occurs why do you think what do you think can be done to stop it do you think it shouldn't be stopped because i mean we're talking here and maybe we're not connected to the realities and we don't know what we're talking about so do you think it shouldn't be stopped do you believe that we are calling what we are calling marital rape is not rape at all and you want to call in and tell us your reasons or do you simply have a question or a comment about what you have heard here today what you've heard here this evening give us a call here are our phone numbers call us on 0127709930127719930127729930 and 0127739930 this is nigeria info we are listening all right first stop hello 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 yes good evening good evening Good to have you on the show. What's your name? 
My name is Shuna. I'm calling from Marina. Okay. Hi, Shuna. I'm fine. And you? I'm very well, thank you. Go ahead. Uh, this is a very important topic. Okay. I'm married. I have a wife. Hmm. And kids. But I'm a guy that li- really likes sex. So there was a time I want to have sex with my wife and she told me no. I said I insisted, but she said no. The next word she wants is that you want to rape me. A word rape means a lot to me. I really hate it. I really hate it. I have to, I have to withdraw. I said, please, if you think it's a rape, please, I'm sorry. I will not do that to you. And I left. I will not, I, I will not accept any man. Even if it's your wife, she's not in the most least. Just let her be. Okay. All but right. In fact, in fact, I prefer, I prefer to stay alone or not to be in the marriage, to quit the marriage hmm. than for me to, for someone to say, no, you want to rape me? No, no, no. I, I hate that word rape because I know rape is not good. Hmm. Irrespective of how the rape happens, rape is rape. I'm a man, but uh, I don't support that. Okay, thank you so much for calling me. I appreciate your contribution. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening to you. What's your name, sir? From the Corridor. I didn't get your name, sir. My name is Michael. Hello, hello, Michael. Good to have you on the show. Okay. In fact, you are discussing a very important uh, issue. Okay. But I discovered that it just the enlightenment. So men need to be enlightened. Uh, if, you, if you insist on having sex with your wife, because it's your wife, does not mean, does not mean you have uh, you are you own her, no. But they just need to know this uh, this side of the world. We didn't really have much enlightenment on that. Mm. The wife said no. A lot of reason is embedded on that. So, okay, Michael. Thank you so much for calling us. Hello. Good afternoon. Yes. Good afternoon to you. What's your name, sir? Yes, my name is Dalinton. Hello, Dalinton. Uh, quite frankly, I agree with some of your points, and uh, some, uh, some of them I don't agree with. Which one uh, don't you agree that, with? Yes, uh, the issue of right uh, rights, uh, whether it's repaired or not repaired. Hmm. I think as an African man, we need to pay a fair price. And when we say to do that, you create what I call the state of pragmatic and confusion. Okay. Whereby, anytime the woman likes it, back out. I do not be okay. But the woman you should be to. able to back out anytime she likes. So, whether you pay the back, I have to pay in the land, you have to return the money. Uh, yes, well, we're talking it. So, no, but hold on, hold on. Whether you pay by price or not, and she decides to back out anytime she wants, she should be able to decide to back out anytime she wants, right? Yes. Um, what I think we should do is to have that moral justification to get married. That's what is called puberty, is the kind of love. Most of us are not a. Uh, no, but it's not better for you to go out than to rape your wife. No, okay, it is not. It is, no, it is, it is not normal. I cannot do that. Do not be okay. I have a wife and I should be able to go home and leave with my small girls alone. Okay, so you go home. Hold on, sir. So you go home and you try to have sex with your wife. And your wife says, eh, honey, I'm not in the mood today. And she says that for one week, for one month, are you going to one day and say, Nalayo, I must take you today? No, no, it is not again. Now it should be at least one or two days. Not for one month. Say something happens and she doesn't give it to you for one month. Is that justification to to take it by force? What does not? What what does it mean? What does I will not tolerate that mean? That's the reason why I have so many child marriages in in the town because this is a consensus. One plus one is two. We should be able to balance this equation. Okay, thank you so much, sir, for your thoughts. Uh, the glass ceiling, by the way, uh, refers to invisible barriers that hold women down. These barriers usually are kept in place by institutions, by customs, by laws. 
each episode of The Glass Ceiling uh, tackles one barrier or a group of barriers that are closely related. And that's why all the time when we have this conversation, we have people from different walks of life. We also have you who's listening from the comfort of your own home. And today we're talking marital rape. And I have taken the time to explain what it is. I have taken the time to uh, find out some of the reasons why it happens and the most constant thing bright prize the guests in the studio one person says i don't really care whether it stays or goes one person says it has to go that's one of the major reasons it's happening we've gotten comments on social media bright prize when i don't pay her bright prize why would she deny me and we have a caller who's saying how dare her deny me for an entire month what is that what is that what's that supposed to mean huh i will not take it all right hello yeah, hello good afternoon good afternoon what's your name my name is Anid from Lego. Anid, good to have you on the show. Yeah. Turn your radio down, sir. Alright, Oh no, oh no, 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 no. Turn your radio down and call me back. Hello? Yeah, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. What's your name, sir? My name is Louis. I'm calling from uh, Airport right now. Hello, Louis. Good to have you on the show. What do you think about marital rape? What are your thoughts on marital rape? Yes, uh, there are a lot of angles into this thing. Hmm. If you talk about Africa up to today, our women are still not, a reasonable percentage of our wives mm-hmm. are still not open to the fact that if they want it, they should come out. Okay. Sometimes when the men come out, they are the alpha, they are the Oh, sir. Unfortunately, sir, the call isn't very clear. I think because you're driving. So if you can call us back, we'll appreciate it. Hello? Yes, how are you doing, sir? I'm fine. Good evening. Good evening. Turn your radio down. What's your name? My name is Mr. Bernard. Mr. Bernard, what are your thoughts about marital rape? Hello? Yes, hello? Yeah, how are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Okay, um, you see, I have a different opinion on this issue. Okay. You see, yes, marriage is supposed to be a, a partner between two mature women and a man. Yes. When, when it comes about sex, naturally, it's supposed to be agreed. Mm-hmm. However, I, 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 I feel it's funny anywhere that I have the urge. The reason, apart from companionship, the reason why I got married to a woman mm. is for me to also um, exercise my sexual rights. Mm. The same way, it's a two-way thing. Sometimes the man also might not be ready and the woman will insist that he wants to have sex with the man. Mm. So what happens? Mm-hmm. And when the man accepted, you call it rape too. You understand? So it's not just a one-way thing. But I, I think it's like the story you say. My worries have been issues. I only we are just hearing from the side of the woman that said um, the guy started beating. I, I, I will not permit where a guy will beat a woman, even the wife, even the girlfriend. That's the way it is for me. I, I don't condone that. But my question is, if I paid your bride price and I bring you home as my wife, then uh, from that story, said they, she have not had sex on, until after the marriage. So is, is it, doesn't it sound funny that when I now said I want sex, and no, if you listen to her, story. You, yes. if you listen to her, when we called her, she said they were having normal sex, like normal people. But because they okay. didn't have sex before they got married, she didn't know that her husband likes rough sex. She doesn't like rough sex. And so the husband started beating her and taking the sex very roughly. Okay. Even when she was pregnant, the husband would beat okay. her no, that, and have sex with her. Oh, that one is not permissible. What what kind is permissible? No, no, because like I said, you know, we have to exercise maturity here. Like I said, when you get it's a concept. Where is the maturity, sir, between husband and wife? Husband says, I don't want to have sex right now. Wife says, you must have sex right now and finds a way to get him to do it. But you you see, you you said it's sex. It's rough. No, that particular one is one instance. We have other situations where perhaps it's not rough, but it's still rape. 
Yes, indeed. And that's why this is a conversation we're going to have more of on this show. We'll have a part two next week, Wednesday. And we'll even have a pastor on the show, hopefully, so that uh, we can also hear the religious aspect of it. And uh, hopefully I'll get someone from FIDA. And I'd like to have someone from the Lagos Response Service. I am, I am, I am... <laughs> yes. There will be bad eggs everywhere. So I, I am I am stunned. I just want to just make a quick comment. I think that when we talk about, you know, married to rape and mm-hmm. say if someone says they don't want to have sex and you do it, then it's rape. That's where a lot of people get confused because now there's a there's a thin line between persuasion and coercion. Mm. So a lot of people begin to think that okay, what I'm doing is just persuading my girl and mm. trying to woo her until she says <clears throat> sorry, until she says that she, you know, she's ready for it. Or some people begin to touch their woman until mm-hmm. she gets aroused and believe that because the lady is aroused mm. then of course she's in the mood not knowing that it's just the way the body functions if mm. you tickle someone they're going to laugh mm. so those are some gray areas I believe that if we talk about marriage rape we need to include so that people don't get confused like he said that one is not permittable but the other one because he still doesn't paint that other one as something yes. wrong mm. he just sees it as like he keeps saying that we're mature adults that even if you're not really but you know that you know sometimes now you have to just shake exactly so where do we draw the line between a guy say shake body for me now mm-hmm. and the woman say okay 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 and someone saying that I want you to give it to me and the woman is doesn't want but he takes it by first mm. and also a uh, coercion by conditioning where women believe that because I am the wife I have to give sex to this man mm. even if or I'm not even if I'm not in the mood so even if they are given the sex voluntarily they still feel very invaded mm. so that is those are some underlining issues yeah so next we week we'll address. take a look at these gray areas and uh, hopefully we'll have Lola Singh here back on the show she uh, seems to have more a better understanding of these gray areas than um, most people do and we'll have our own social educators on the show but thank you so much ladies for coming on the glass ceiling today and uh, uh, this is one more attempt to shatter the ceiling next week we'll try again and hopefully that's the week it shatters I'm Sandra Ezekwesi coming up next is uh, Countdown 2019 we have uh, a candidate vying to represent Etiosa at the House of Assembly stay here you're listening to 99.3 Nigeria in for we streamed this live we streamed it live on facebook and on twitter so please go and get a recap for yourself Coming up, we'll be back in a moment.